Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. Tonight on this special holiday episode, we're going to talk about Christmas movies versus Christmas quotes, of course, and what exactly the difference is. So sit back in the sleigh, fire up the cookie slash cocoa dispenser and get ready for us to deliver the best present you'll get this year. So this week, uh, well, every week I have my two lovely co-hosts, Jake Kramers and Zach Briggs. I'll say hello, guys. Hello, Gav. Happy holidays, everyone that's listening from around the world. From around the world. We like to think that we're being listened to from around the world anyway. I think we um, Today we're going to talk about Christmas movies versus Christmas movies. What the does that mean? Christmas is a quotes so i just real quick i just want to get your idea of what a christmas movie might be in your words and when i say christmas movie like what people think of when they you know hear the word christmas movie i'll go first when i think of a christmas movie i think in overt themes of family of belonging we we see images of santa claus the stories revolving around the celebrations of Christmas, whether they're plans that are heard because of some reason, many reasons they're trying to get to some place or in there being attacked by bad guys, or maybe it's just they're trying to buy the last ham at the grocery store and be able to prepare for their, their daughter's arrival with their uh, new boyfriend. What is that uh, movie? Eight. That's Christmas with the Cranks. Oh. <laughs> with uh, Tim Aldis. <laughs> okay. I guess I've seen it. Though. I was just like, I was like, that's it's very Based specific. off the book, based off the book, Skipping Christmas. Gotcha. But that's a, a classic. It's for my family, my mom's, one of, one of her favorite movies when it comes to the Christmas times. But that's what I think of when I think of Christmas. Uh, just strictly Christmas movies. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you, Jake? Uh, I'd have to agree, you know, the thematic elements of Christmas, hope, family, togetherness, you know, joy, peace, and all and all the other stuff that goes with it. So Santa Claus, uh, religion, Jesus Christ, uh, and the other religions as well, you know. Um, but if it has to do with snow or the holidays or I think it being a central theme to the movie, that's what makes it a, a Christmas movie. I've actually, in the last couple of days, watched a few Christmas movies. I watched Home Alone, a classic. I was looking at, below it, it says, maybe you'll like these movies. Of course, I had Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 3, which Home Alone 3 came out in 97. Well, then I saw that there was a home, like a literal Home Alone 4. That's a no good movie. It's a bad movie. It's supposed to be Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 4. Oh, really? Not- Look it up on... IMDb, it gives me Home Alone 4 in 2020, but it's not definitely not the same movie. It, well, it looks like a horror movie. Like, it has the same name, but it's not the same. But in that Home Alone movie. I find it on freaking... 
IMDb. There's all these Home Alone 4s, not the one I'm looking for. <laughs> Why are there so many Home Alone 4s? I don't understand that. Home Alone Jeez, I'm seeing 4. One. 2002 yeah. film. There we go. Yeah. Well, I Googled it, and it pulls it up. Oh, yeah, Kevin McAllister. And he looks a lot younger. <laughs> in Home Alone 4. Anyway, I saw Home Alone 4. I saw Home Alone Holiday Heist, I think it was. Never heard of that one. And then there's, yeah, I guess it came out. Home Alone, Holiday, Heist came out in 2012, and then we have Home Sweet Home Alone, which came out uh, recently, 2021. It's a Disney, Disney Plus original. Wowzers, Uh, 3.6 out of 10 IMDb. Yes, (laughs) none of us heard even not good things about. No, Home Alone 3, you know, I watched Home Alone 3 randomly and I was like, this isn't that good, but it's not like I wasn't like, oh, this is horrible. But I was like, you know, it's a different kid. It's definitely aimed to a different audience. The other ones I haven't even seen. Yeah, it's definitely aimed to a different audience, but it doesn't try to pretend that it's the same kid. Like, it's clearly a different kid. It's a different situation. The only thing that it shares is just the fact that they're both kids home alone. Like it's a completely different situation. The name. Yeah. Well, so it gets a pass from me. Yeah. I agree. The standalone sequel, standalone sequel, according to Wikipedia to home alone Two. Yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with the McAllister's like home alone four apparently does. Oh. Um, okay. And then I watched right after that. I just, I was up pretty late last night, guys. I, I just got the Arkham trilogy for the Nintendo switch. So I was playing the crap out of that. I was watching home. I was watching Christmas movies while I was playing my game, and uh, I watched Home Alone. I watched the Santa Claus uh, with Tim Allen. Forgot how funny that movie was. Nice. Um, have you all you seen the Santa yeah. Claus? Right, multiple of times as a kid with my cousin. Yeah, we used, yeah we had it on a on VHS, and like I didn't understand the whole premise of the Santa Claus when I was a kid when it first came out because I was a kid. Of course, now being an adult, you understand that he pretty much signed a contract when he put on the suit. Yeah. And then he became yeah, as a kid. As a kid, you're just like, ha ha, fat man falls off root. But as an adult, you're like, oh, this is a, <laughs> yeah, this is well, a complex yeah. legal situation this man has encountered. Yeah, exactly. That's why there's like a red E at the end of the word clause because Santa yeah. Claus isn't spelled with an E, but the word clause is. And so A-clause. I never understood that. I just thought it was like some sort of fancy marketing, fancy font, font type stuff, font, font type stuff. Um, and then uh, today I watched It's a Wonderful Life, which I think is probably, and I'll talk about this later, is my favorite Christmas movie, um, like legit Christmas movie. So uh, that's what I've been doing, trying to get in some Christmas movies. Um, I did see Christmas Vacation in theaters the other day. Have y'all, y'all seen Christmas Vacation, right? Once. That wasn't for me. It was just too little oh too Oh, my wacky. God. It was so funny. I was like, I, like, I'd seen it once before, and I was an adult when I saw it the first time. But I didn't really remember it. <clears throat> and then I watched it this time and I was like, this movie is so freaking funny. Like you you kind of, I don't know, you kind of forget about those wacky 80s comedy movies. But this was kind of like almost like uh, I saw it in theaters because they're um, at the movie tavern. They're playing a bunch of like Christmas classics and you can buy like a it's called a passport, they call it. And uh, basically you pay twenty dollars to see for these christmas movies and so the only one i've seen so far is christmas vacation it was pretty funny or the other ones oh there was a lot um there's a lot 
there's probably like 12 or something like a bunch. I don't even remember what they are. I know It's a Wonderful Life was in there. Uh, Meet Me in St. Louis was one of them. I didn't get to go see it's one of the Grinch so Christmas. Jim Carrey's the Grinch, that is. So just a bunch of random. Fred Claus was one of them, which I thought was really weird. And like they went, my my brother is the one who invites me to these things, and they went and saw Fred Claus yesterday, and they were like, "Do you want to go?" I was like, "Not really." <laughs> like I remember seeing that that movie when it first came out, and I was like, "It was okay," but like it was just it was just okay. Like, what you are know? you looking for when you want to and just enjoy a Christmas movie? What type of like a, a comedy, good drama, mm-hmm. or what are you hoping? <laughs> Well, not necessarily dramas. Drama, I think, would be is is too serious for Christmas. But I do like some comedy. I like bizarre twists on Christmas movies. So, like the Santa Claus is one of those. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen Violent Night, but it's one of those kind of weird, not weird, but like something you really wouldn't expect. Which is like you know Santa comes to the family's house. Yeah, and it's like it's like John Wick with Santa Claus. Except for except for John Wick, it's a little more sloppy than what John Wick does as far as like fighting and stuff goes. Because he, Santa yeah, because it's a like fat a Santa Claus doing this. Well, he used to he used to be a warrior. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, he was a warrior back in the day, but like that was like hundreds <laughs> of years ago when he it's was out of shape now, like a warrior. But yeah, um, but it was a it, I I really really enjoy that. Like one of the most recent. Christmas movies is violent. I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I like I like it when they take something and kind of do like a little bit of a twist on it. You also saw Silent again, Silent Night. That was another movie you saw recently. Yeah, Silent Night was very very just okay. I did see that. That's not one of the <laughs> package movies, but it was at the same theater that all these other classic movies are showing. And I don't know if y'all understand or know what silent night is about like a gas company or electric company or something his kid gets shot in a drive-by but he also gets shot because he goes chasing after the guys and he gets shot in the throat and then he he, they pretty much like shoot out of his vocal cords so he can't talk there's like there's very 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 minimal dialogue spoken by the actors in the movie um, the only people you can hear talking is like through radios, hmm. through speakers, through walkie talkies, music. Interesting. So it's an interesting concept. Just wish they would have done it with a different actor. <laughs> that dude that plays Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad, which I didn't care for him in that movie either. Um, and so I was like a different actor, I think would have been fine. Maybe a different. I don't know. I guess different actor, maybe some. Different writing. I don't know, man. It was very like I I would never see that movie again. But that's not what you would call like your typical Christmas movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I did like the idea of, you know, his his vocal cords getting ripped out so nobody can speak, you know. Um, So like there was no hardly any dialogue. Was the song Silent Night included in the movie at any point in some fashion? Yeah, it was in like an orchestral way. I can imagine like they, the slow mo and shots, ring, bullets ringing out, and rock RPGs, perhaps. I don't know, something dramatic um, like that. R- R- RPGs. No, there were no RPGs, um, but I get what you're saying. Like some crazy action while Silent Night's being played. Um, no, it, it was more like 
weird, uh, not weirder, um, the song Silent Night through an orchestra. Mm. It's kind of darker, almost like a minor chord type thing. Kind of like how trailers will take like modern songs, exactly. or old songs, any type of song and really change the tone. Yeah. It's like on Black Widow with Smells Like Teen Spirit at the beginning, you know? So that's the most recent newer Christmas movie I saw. I ate some nachos. Remember that time we ate nachos at the movie tavern, Zach? We get to the popcorn at you, the very end. They it gave was us. the popcorn. You yeah. got nachos. Yeah. And you thought it had been given to somebody else. <laughs> and then like he was like, no, no, those are his. <laughs> it, was, it was taking ages. Your... It was taking ages. So I was like, yeah, I was going to say something. Time. That's like when you go to a restaurant well, then, uh, and someone they, gets they, their they... food before you. You're like, they clearly came in after us. Yeah. Why are they like, getting their food? <laughs> well, then after that, I did not get any popcorn that I ordered. And they dropped the check off and the popcorn was on the check. So I was like, hey, man, you never gave me my popcorn. Can you just take the popcorn off? And he goes, but or I said, hey, I never got my popcorn. And he didn't give me a chance to be like, just take it off the check. And he runs away, comes back with the popcorn. The movie's almost over. And I was like, no, dude, I don't want the popcorn now. Just take it off my check. He goes, oh, I'll, I'll just leave it here and, and take this off your check. And I was like, OK, I'm not going to eat it. Like, And I left it there. Like, I didn't touch it. Kind of out of principle. I, it's not that I didn't want it, but I was like, this movie is so almost over. Like, there's no sense in me getting this popcorn now. So that was our trip to the movie tavern, mine and Zach's. What was the movie again? Shazam. Shazam. Wow. It, mu- uh, uh, it must not have been ago. that interesting if you remember the nachos and popcorn better than the movie. <laughs> but it's because the nachos and popcorn was was different than any time other time you would normally get nachos and popcorn. So when th- things like that happen, they were, you remember them, and like it's just. I was thinking was about it. The, the movie, yeah. I was thinking about it, it during was, the movie. It, it, that's the one bad thing about going to those type of movie theaters where they serve you actual food and like you have servers running up and down the aisles. Is like they come up and then people are talking and like, hey, can I get a fork? Can I get napkins? Can I put? And then they're like, hey, is it, whose nachos are these? And you're like, shut the f up. I just want to watch this movie, but their food isn't bad when it gets to you. Better than the Alamo Draft House, I got to say. Just the bigger venue, auditoriums. Is it the same company? I don't know, but Marcus Theaters. Not sure, but new movie movie taverns just a lot bigger. It's like a normal theater, but Mm -hmm. and the Alamo Draft House, the tables they don't at least mine didn't like move. You have to like lean forward to take a bite of anything. Oh, ridiculous! Yeah. I had, I mean, I couldn't sit all the way back in my seat because I wanted to eat. And like the second time we went was just when I saw Christmas vacation, I got some like loaded fries. And so I could back and eat them because they would like drip all over me. So I had to like lean forward and eat it like a rat. I love it. So sorry. We kind of back to Christmas. Yeah. We kind of, side, we kind of <laughs> sidetracked there. All right. So now we'll talk about quote unquote Christmas, Christmas movies is what I. I was about to say Christmas movies. Uh, so what do y'all think a quote unquote Christmas movie might be? Want to go, Jake? I mean, it's not hard. It's simply it a movie that happens to take place during the holiday season, but it doesn't have to be during the holiday season. If the holiday season is just a backdrop with whatever is going on. Like there's no, there's no actually reference to any thematic themes of the holiday or or you know influence of the holiday season over what happens it's just a pretty 
backdrop for whatever's happening in the film. So I would say, and this will be controversial, I would say like Die Hard would be a quote unquote, you know, Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It just happens to take place during Christmas. Throw, be, get yeah. in the comments. Throw, throw your. I don't think that was. Yeah, I don't think that was controversial. I think, I think die anybody hard? will will agree that Die Hard takes place during Christmas time. Now, whether it's a Christmas movie or a quote unquote Christmas movie, that's where your controversy, you know, begins. During Christmas time, it's like, well, yeah, yeah it is and it isn't, right? It's, I mean, if it shares the themes and the whole Christmas spirit, that's when it kind of goes into that Christmas movie territory. If it just happens to take place on Christmas, yeah, it's kind of a gray area where it can, but then you're like, I don't want it to be a Christmas movie. I just want it to be a regular movie that takes place <laughs> during Christmas. But some of them, like The Holdovers, The Holdovers, I think, is a Christmas movie. Yes, what you recently saw that. People yeah. don't know. Yeah, you recently saw that in yeah. theaters. Uh, regale us. What's the brief synopsis? Zach? Brief synopsis. So the holdovers is about uh, a teacher boys boarding school who gets stuck watching students that are having to be held over during Christmas time. So they don't get to go home for the Chris for the holidays. They just have to stay at school until school starts again. And this teacher who's like a, he's a history teacher, I think. Yes. And he's very like, very smart, very intellectual, but because of that, he's also very snobby and, you know, thinks he's better and smarter than everyone else, which he probably is, um, or at least smarter than most of the people at that school. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of that movie. And I, Really, really enjoyed that movie. Like, I really liked it. Probably one of my favorite movies of this year. I need to compile a list of all the movies I watched and put make a list and see which ones are my favorite. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so yeah, that's the holdovers. And Zach saw it twice. I did. Nineteen seventy aesthetic in the way it was made from the mono audio to the grain of the shots and the scenes, the establishing shots of the movie with uh, this choir singing uh, some beautiful song I've heard before. I don't know the name <laughs> off the top of my head, but just those long establishing shots of somewhere in New England. Comfortable, cozy Christmas environment. Well, and it was the first snowy. couple minutes and it was snowy. Yeah, snowed the and, whole time. But then the movie dives into this kind of clever humor uh, with Paul Hunnam, whom Paul Giamatti, Giamatti, he plays, and he's fantastic. I would like to see him win some awards, recognition for that role. And Angus Tolley is the other, is one of the students that he is the main student. He has this real bond with, and there's this cook who... Uh, is in the process of grieving over the death of her son. son who died in the Vietnam War. Her name is Mary Lamb. And I remember, remember Justin, that in the church scene where it shows, it's like the buildup to, like it says something about, here's the Barton boys, and here's Barton boys from this year. And it's like a compilation of different shots before we even get to see oh, yeah. uh, the, the picture of 
her son. I thought that was right. pretty cool, just like from a editing standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. But the mo movie really dives into the relationships of between the these three characters, Angus, Mary, and the professor, Mr. Hunnam. Yeah. And they each have their own challenges. Mm -hmm. You could argue these themes of of belonging, of loneliness, of ostracization, um, being ostracized, uh, you no know, Mary being African-American. And there's this one scene where one of the students, before they all uh, go off to enjoy themselves with one of the students and their father, like there's this kind of subtle scene of potential racism, I, I'd say. Like, why, and during the dinner scenes, like, why, why is she here or something? Why does she have to sit here? And she just kind of just walks off. So she's dealing with multiple things on top of the grief mm -hmm. of her her son. But yeah, I mean, themes, those type of themes could be explored during any time of the year, but I think they they come to light even more so during the yeah, holidays. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, because, Seasonal effect. I mean, it's a time when you're supposed to be with no family, ideally. Well, so. you know, and it's, it's, I could argue that the reason I say this is a Christmas movie is because they kind of create their own little family, you know, and all they have at that point. So they're, they create, you know, some sort of togetherness as far as Christmas goes, you know, cause they even, I think they even have a Christmas dinner, don't they? Or they do. Cause it, right before they go to Chicago, I think, cause to, Angus wants Boston. to go to Chicago, Boston. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they have like a, you know, makeshift Christmas dinner, if you will. And they're together and whatever. The cookies, and they go to Boston the hard, together. Hard cookies. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Anti-religion. And yeah. He's oh yeah, that was funny. He's like gives him the same present, and then later you see that he's got like a whole box of the those books. I was when I was watching, I was like, he's got a whole box to those. I bet. Now, did you expect did. that trip to Boston would lead to Angus going to see his father? Because I remember there were mentions of mm -hmm. his father. I believe earlier his in father. that phone call over the that phone call he had with his mother. Uh, he was like angry that he, he wouldn't be able to go home. Like, can I, I want to go to Boston. I want some money to go to Boston. I don't, I don't know if he, he didn't admit then that he wanted to go see his father. No, you're right. Um, no, I didn't. I, I just assumed that um, his father was in like an institution, wasn't he? And yeah, it's kind of a mental yeah. institution for the insane, basically. Yeah, that was, that especially. was, we find out it's for his father. And then on top of that, we find out where his father has been all these years which was in an in, in institution. He's been institutionalized. Um, he was bummed so out. That was a nice touch. He was bummed yeah, out. Totally. When nice he, uh, on his way back to the school, he's like, yeah, all right. He still uh, doesn't know who I am, really. Let's talk about Die Hard specifically. I was going to watch it today, but I ended up not watching it because I just did other things. Um, you, but Jake, you've, you've seen, seen it before. Die Have you never seen I it? I haven't seen it. No, dude. We've had this conversation. Oh, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've what? never seen it. What? I've never seen it. Wow. <laughs> you said that last time too. You yeah, for, you never seen it. <laughs> for for real quick for the audience, <sighs> we've we're we're having to re-record this episode because uh I lost it. My computer's been picked <laughs> up. So we're we're re-recording this. So yes. No, I have not seen it. I almost watched it today and then I was like, uh well, actually, when I was done with It's a Wonderful Life, um, I only had like, I don't know, a couple hours left to go and I didn't feel like watching another movie and having to squeeze it in. So anyway, so 
Well, yeah. Let's talk about Die Hard because you've seen Die Hard, Jake. Yeah, I sure have. Um, so, so what is what is Die Hard about? Uh, well, uh, pretty much it's Christmas Eve and New York uh, City Department Detective John McClane um, heads to uh, his his uh, is not his ex-wife. I, I don't think they're divorced yet, but they're definitely separated. Um, and so she's moved across country and he heads across country to uh, uh, trying to make make up with her and yeah, have a Christmas together with her. And um, she's at a company party in this high rise building. And just as he arrives there, it just happens to be taken over by some terrorists and they're, they're holding Nakatomi everyone Plaza. hostage. Yeah. Nakatomi Plaza. And so uh, as the kind of like the hero that he is, he's the only one that uh, was able to get by unnoticed. And so the movie is him fighting his way through this tower, aided by some uh, by some uh, some great resources from the Los Angeles police uh, and uh, a, a cabbie. Um and he fights his way through the tower to reclaim their freedom and, you know, profess his, you know, love, love. for his wife. So we have Bruce Willis as John McClane, right? And um, there's a really good show on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. And one of the movies it talks about is Die Hard. And it's one of those classic cases of like, taking an actor who doesn't usually do like action movies and putting them in an action movie. And then it turns out to be like his bill, like box office. Yeah. Yeah, It turns out to be like this great, you know, profit for Hollywood. He was in like romantic comedies and stuff beforehand. And then yeah, people didn't as John McClane and people didn't think he was going to be able to do it. They didn't think he was going to be able to do it Hmm. because he was um, a staple in romance, romance uh, stuff, but he was a big actor in a uh, daytime uh, uh, soap opera. He was like uh, the romance, like character in the this daytime romance soap opera, and so people yeah. only saw him. He was typecast yeah. as this. I do vaguely like, remember that too. As this kind of cheesy soap opera character, and so they took a big chance uh, casting him as this action hero, not unlike. Uh, people still complain about Robert Patterson and his roles as like Batman and the lighthouse and whenever he comes up with anything, man, people are always like, Oh, the twilight, the twilight guy. He's a great actor. Uh, dude, he is a wonderful actor. Him and like, I know this is a little side note, but him and like Zac Efron, great mm-hmm. actors, even though they were in like these, you know, if you can, if, movies when if they you can get past, out, but, yeah, if you can get past like the, the, awkward gangly teenage years that they all go through mm-hmm. like they're great actors <laughs> yeah. it's just they just have the yeah. misfortune of having those years recorded in triple a blockbusters <laughs> yeah i mean and it's like what are you gonna do you know you get you get offered a role it's your first big role you know you're gonna take it usually yeah like and then that's just what you're known as. You just have to deal with that. It's like, um, yeah, it's like anytime you become a nothing since, but like besides like comic cons and stuff, but like you, 
the same with Bruce Willis. They saw him as this romantic comedy slash soap opera guy, and then he gets cast in, you know, Die Hard. Now look at him. He does action movies all over the place. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> He's also in a lot anymore. of Wes Anderson movies. Wes Anderson. Well, yeah. Yeah, anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but that's for... But anyway, but it's other, a great example. Yeah, that's for other. That's a great example of a movie taking place during Christmas and really having nothing mm-hmm. to do with Christmas whatsoever. Like yeah, the whole, the only, re- the only way that it applies to the movie at all is his wife's company is having a Christmas party. And that's why they're all in the building at the same time to be taken hostage. That's the only, mm-hmm. that's the only way that it correlates. Yeah. So you would agree that it's not necessarily a Christmas movie in the sense that like Home Alone is a Christmas movie and all that but it is a it is a movie that takes place during christmas but it is not a a christmas movie in the classical sense yeah so uh are there any other movies that you guys want to talk about before i'm gonna i have a couple articles i'd like to go through but if you guys have anything else you want to say that are non-typical non-traditional christmas movies that are like the quote-unquote christmas movies whatever you want to talk about I'll just mention it. Batman okay. Returns. Yeah. <laughs> it's snowing this, throughout that movie. Up. It's snowing throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and it's a freaking it's a freaking penguin in there. Yeah. So, of course he like controls other birds too, I think. Is that or is that no, I'm thinking of uh there's like other instances where the penguin does control doesn't just penguins. control penguins. But he also controls like other birds. I've seen him in other things control mm. I think yeah. it was um animated series. He controlled other birds not just a penguin but it was like a fly a bird that could actually fly um, yeah anyway that has nothing to do with what yeah. you're talking about sorry yeah no worries but batman returns as the background of christmas but it's hardly even no the focus obviously another Clearly. movie you could say is you know when harry met sally there's scenes of christmas there's scenes of valentine's there's new year's so well yeah there's, that, there's that's so many movies you can name well with harry met sally it's a little bit of a different story, right? Because that movie is just about. Because how many years does that movie span? I've I've seen it once with you. That's with Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, right? Yeah. Is it Meg Ryan? So, um, does that have a what's your face in it? Um, Love her uh, work, Princess Leia. Fisher, yeah, it does. Carrie Fisher, thank you. God, a way younger Carrie Fisher. That movie it couldn't help but talk about Christmas, right? Because it spans several, several years. It's yeah. Been, yeah, basically how they run into each other at random times. And they never date until what? The end of the movie, I think. They get together. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I do have an article that's, that is called 20 Great Christmas Movies That Aren't Christmas Movies. So let's talk about them. Some of them I haven't seen. Um, okay, there's one called The Thin Man. Have you all heard of this movie? 1934. Thin nope. Man, no. Yeah, me neither. Let's see. Uh, that's what makes it a great Christmas adjacent movie is what it calls it. That's just a good term for it. I like that. Christmas adjacent. Retired San Francisco detective Nick Charles and his rich wife, Nora, are spending the holidays in New York City. Naturally, they Agree to investigate a case involving a disappearance of a friend and a murder. So it's basically a detective place during Christmas, looks like. Another one's called Lady on on a Train. Never heard that one either. Mystery novel, Loving Woman. 
witnesses a murder while on a train and no one believes her. That sounds interesting, actually. It's 1945. Looks like these movies are going in order of year. Mm. Uh, Lady in the Lake. Have you heard of this movie? No. What year are we at? Not 1947. Let's see. From Lady on the Train, we go to late One in a Lake. <laughs> That's funny. This is a noir where director Robert Montgomery uses the first-person camera techniques, so we experience everything the way the main character sees it. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting for 1947. We don't see Montgomery too much, that much, except for introduction to mirror reflections. Cool. Next one's called Cover Up, 1949. Uh, you've probably never heard of this film. Noir, but it's well worth seeking out. An insurance investigator goes to a small Midwestern town to find out if a suicide victim actually killed himself or was murdered. It seems like a lot of these are like these are all dark movies. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's kind of cool, right? All right, the next movie. Uh, Zach, want to guess what the next movie is? What year? Well, we just did nineteen forty nine. I don't want to tell you the year of this movie because you might it might give it away. White Christmas. The apartment. The apartment. Dang. Hey, wait, wait, this list is for non traditional like the quote unquote type Christmas movies. Yeah, it says okay. it's called Twenty Great Christmas Movies That Aren't Christmas Movies. Yeah, the apartment so, I would agree with. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I that like also that, that also deals with suicide. Yeah. Or the yeah. thoughts of it. Because like before, I think I I mentioned this. I thought I didn't realize that she, the pills she was going to take were to kill herself. I, I think I just thought this she was is the dude who rids out of his know. apartment I, for his boss, right? For his boss yeah. and his coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he can get a promotion. About. Yeah, I've seen that. I like that. I don't. I don't remember. Jack it. Remember the, during Jack, Christmas. Jack, he's funny. You know, centric though. No. Nah. It just happened to take place on Christmas. New Year's uh, also they, happens oh, as yeah. well at the end. New Year's. Um, next one is called Blast of Silence. I've never heard of these. A lot of movies I've never heard of. 1961. Blast of Silence. Unlike Cover Up, there's ultimately nothing overtly Christmassy about this stylish, low-budget crime drama about a hitman who comes to New York City for a job. Um, okay. Then we have Three Days of the Condor. Never heard of this movie either. Seems familiar, but I just I've heard of the name, I think. A movie where all of Robert Redford's co-workers are murdered because he gets too close to a government conspiracy, forcing him to go on the run as he's hunted down. Robert Redford movie. All the president's men. That's where I know him from. Man, that was bad. I would, I would, I yeah, I would love to. Well, I was not <laughs> a journalist. But, yes, you uh, were. You were putting together stories. No, I wasn't. Former, you were putting together stories for me. Your story. It's still a form of storytelling. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess Those you're right. quick little bits. All right, the next movie is called Trading Places. I have heard of this movie with um, Danny DeVito, and, or not Danny DeVito, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, where one of them's poor, the other one's rich. Two rich jerks make a bet about what will happen when they strip another rich guy of his wealth and transfer it to a homeless guy, played by Eddie Murphy. Oh, that sounds cool. So it's one of those reversal fortune type movies like overboard. I don't know if y'all seen overboard, but um, then we have lethal weapon, which I guess takes place during Christmas time. I think I've seen this movie once and it was when I was a kid. 
don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen Lethal Weapon before, but it's Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's uh Mel Gibson is like the younger, more wild detective, while Danny Glover's the older, wiser, you know, not as it, wild detective. It's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to me how many of these uh, non-Christmas Christmas movies are action and mm-hmm. drama. And detective. What is it about? What is it? Yeah. What is it about Christmas that makes such a great backdrop? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I guess it helps with making this shots look pretty. I don't know. I mean, I guess if I watch a movie with a lot of snow in it, regardless what the movie is, I'll think of Christmas. And I think snow is pretty. I think it's like snow. I love snow. It's like contrast of the beauty of the themes of Christmas and the the scenery, as Justin said, comparing that to this, like the drastic death and the suicide. Yeah, the grit, just like the, the like, contrast. It's kind of like counterpoint in film where you have a song playing or you have a a big brawl fight or something going on. But then there's like this happy you know, <laughs> song that doesn't match the fight, but it goes well with the scene. You know what I mean? The, the just, imagine, the just imagine seeing like a, a beautiful Christmas tree, seeing a, seeing a beautiful Christmas tree and suddenly just slap like pour some blood on it. Like someone would say, but it's yeah. Christmas. But it's Christmas. Why is there blood on the the tree? Well, like well, like in Violet Night, you know, there's a there's a scene where one of the guys falls out the window and he falls onto like a giant. I, I think it's like a giant plastic icicle or something. Yes, yeah, and dies. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's just kind of, yeah, yeah, he does. He gets straight up impaled, and so um, it's just one of those like it's Christmas time, but there's murder. I don't know. Yeah, there's this kind of whole contrast between. The two. Um, okay. Next is a movie called Metropolitan in 1990. Uh, most Christmas movies, even ones that aren't quote unquote Christmas movies, which I think their version of quote unquote Christmas movies are different than ours, take place in the lead up to the holiday with the day it's serving as a backdrop for the story's merry climax. Uh, let's see. I've never heard of him. Classic indie film, Metropolitan. Story is set in those sleepy dreamlike days between Christmas and New Year's Eve in New York. Hmm. Okay. Preppy protagonist strongly dance their way through Manhattan presented here as a gauntlet of galas and after parties and classic six apartments. Interesting. Okay. This sounds like, like days to confuse the Christmas version. It's a lot of young looking like, people. There's nothing really going on. Yeah, there's nothing really going on. It's just, you know, we're just following. Yeah, it looks kind of boring just looking at the images. There's actually every image I think I see of this movie is of people smoking, sitting around a table in suits. Nobody I've ever heard of. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. You Next just, one. You just offended uh, perhaps one of these cast members that's listening to it. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not okay, but like, I can't, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never heard of him. Never yeah, heard honestly. of the movie till today. All right. Next movie. Uh, you want to guess what it is, Zach? Don't know what Here's year it. we're at. Here's, we, we just did 1990. Here's a hint. We already talked about this. Batman movie. Returns. Batman Returns. 92. 
people generally don't think much of Batman Returns. Perhaps they because they can't get past the grossness of Danny DeVito's sad Penguin character, or because some of the set pieces are over the top. But that makes sense. It's freaking Tim Burton. Yeah, come on, people. <laughs> I see that for you sure. Got- Even the beginning with the uh, the music, you have that choir going on and the baby penguin, uh, baby a cobble pot being tossed into the river and into the tunnel and then the Batman signal. That's the theme. Let me see. Yeah. Holidays. I agree. But in a weird Burton way. Tim Burton. Okay, the next movie is Little Women, which is the 1994 version of Little Women. And I do think I've seen the most recent version and I think it if I remember correctly, it does take place during Christmas time. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Based off the book, Little Women. Uh, okay. Next one is called The Long Kiss Goodnight. I have heard of this movie, but I've never seen it. Um, writer Shane Black really love really loves Christmas, even if they aren't Christmas centric. Many of his movies are set during the holidays, including Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Lethal Weapon, The Nice Guys. Uh, next one is L.A. Confidential, which I have seen L.A. Confidential. It's been a while. I saw it in film school. It begins on Christmas Eve with a violent police station brawl as several cops juiced up on massively spiked eggnog. Wow. The next one is You've Got Mail. I've never seen You've Got Mail, but what? I know it's got Tom Hanks. Have you seen Sleepless? I've never seen You've Got have Mail. Have you seen Sleepless in Seattle? Great. No. I'm just, I've never, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen very many of these '90s rom coms. Like, listen. The only reason I saw When Harry Met Sally was because I watched it with you and Mandy. Listen, '90s rom coms are slept on. The rom coms from the '90s and early 2000s are absolutely smashing. It doesn't matter if you just like film; you need to watch those. Okay, do me a favor, Jake. I almost called you Zach and Jake at the same time. Um, do me a favor. Give me like your top five 90s. Actually, just give me your top five rom-coms and I'll watch them. Top five rom-coms. Well, yep. You've no, got not me. right now. Ah, <laughs> why are you think asking about it. me? <laughs> no, I'm saying like later on, give me the, because so, I won't remember them. Just Fine. pop them into the messenger. I'll message you. I'll watch them. Good. Yeah. I'll message you. That's what you just said. Uh yeah, give me your top five and I'll I'll watch them. All right, you've got mail. I remember. I still feel like you baited me with that question, but okay. How? Because you started you answering knew. it. Yeah, you knew I was going to answer it. Uh, I actually didn't think you were going to answer it. I thought because I thought I would. I don't know what I thought. Okay, just tell me later. <laughs> I guess is what I was going to say. Uh, okay, you've got mail. I remember you've got mail when it came out because of AOL. Hey, well, you know, the hey. you've got mail. What years was this? What year was Nin- this? 1998. Yeah, I was a little kid. I remember. Yeah. You were older. I was older, way older. I was like 1998. I was probably 12. Yeah. No, 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 not 12. I don't remember what I was doing at 12. 1998. I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. You anyway. got mail. Yeah, I, I just remember that. It's a Nora Ephron movie, though. And they spelled Nora Ephron wrong in this freaking list. Now it makes me wonder about the legitimacy of this freaking list. They put it Nora Nora Ephron. Anyway, next movie is Catch Me If You Can. I have seen Catch Me If You Can. I saw it once. 
It's been a while. Interesting. I don't remember Christmas at all. Well, it says it says released on Christmas Day, two thousand two. Oh. Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can maybe light on Santa and Reindeer, but as Carrie Whitmer pointed out, which I don't know who the crap Carrie Whitmer is, it perfectly captures the experience of feeling lonely during the supposed ha- happiest season of the year. Wait, which is this like the first version of the movie or the one with Tom? Two thousand two. Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like yeah, don't, getting released on Christmas makes it. I don't either. I agree with you. I don't think this should be on this list. I thought it was kind of weird when I saw it earlier, but I was like, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. There's multiple movies that come out on Christmas Day. Yeah, there's um, there's some this year. I, for, I forgot the, yeah. what the ones they are, but well, let's look movies that release. I remember Wonka was advertised. Oh, in this Christmas, Wonka. But it comes well, out because I mean, it is Christmas time. It's just not yeah, Christmas but still. Day. Um, which, by the way, I saw Wonka today and it was enjoyable. But I uh, am okay not ever seeing it again. <clears throat> hmm, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be jumping for joy to see it in theaters anytime yeah. soon. It'll be in there. It'll be in theaters for a little bit, I'm sure. Let's see. I'm trying to. Saltburn was excellent, though. That's not oh, yeah. a Christmas movie. No. It's not even a movie <laughs> that like children should see. Well, the reason I say this because Christmas movies are, you know, children. Not family friendly. Violet Night's not really family friendly, to be honest. No. Maybe a teenager, yeah. perhaps. But... but it is a Christmas movie. It is. Very much so. Let's see. Okay. I'm looking to see what movies release on Christmas Day. So, um,. Oh, there was a movie I could have swore. Oh, wait. Ferrari releases on Christmas Day. So does that make it a Christmas movie? I don't think so. Or even close. Is that the one with Adam Driver? Yeah, Adam Driver. That's funny. I'll probably see this. I actually am interested only because of Adam Driver. I don't give a crap for Penelope Cruz, which she's also in the movie. The Plain Italians. Yeah. He's got a nice little accent, too. Next movie is The Chronicles of Narnia, which we talked about in our original recording of this episode. Um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I have not seen. And Jake was like, you haven't seen that? Oh, God. I, well, I resent that. I resent the impression of me. And two, you need to see it. I will eventually. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe. Uh, snow-covered fantasy world rooted in Christian symbolism. With an abundance of mythical creatures that exists only for children, because they're the only ones who believe in the magic of it all. Uh, okay, I do know. Isn't there like a goat person in this movie? Oh my god! So yes, <laughs> I assume you, that was a, a yes. Yeah. Yes, is Jake. Okay, is Jake okay? Viewers are wondering. Well, I'm hurting. I was Listeners. watching. I was watching this episode of Family Guy and. Uh, Peter's taking laundry out of the or out of the dryer, and he's like, he pulls out a sock. He's like, "Oh man, I missed another another sock!" And he sticks his head in there, and it's the goat guy. <laughs> and he like he and he goes into Narnia, and he's the goat guy has got a sock. He's like, "I'm Mister Tumbleys." He's like, "Give me my damn, give me my damn sock, you goat bastard!" And he like runs a, after him. <laughs> it's called a fawn. No, it's not. Whatever. Uh, you, I'm hey, hurting. I'll I'll watch it. You're already giving me five rom-coms to watch. I watched Chronicles of Narnia. It's the Chron of what calls of Narnia. Listen, the soundtrack from Chronicles of Narnia is so good. Zach, you can at least back me up on this, right? 
Yes, it's been ages, it's but so good. I can attest. The score or the soundtrack? The score. The score. Okay. Uh, next movie is In Bruges, which we talked about this last time a little bit. Um, it's got Colin Farrell. It's a Coen Brothers movie. Uh, after a hit on a priest goes horribly wrong, two assassins are sent to await further instructions in Bruges, where they celebrate the holidays and live a happily happy, uneventful life. I've never seen it. Have you guys seen it? Mm-mm, nope. nope. All right, we got two more movies. Do you want to guess what the next one is? Hints. Give us the hints. Remember last time you gave us hints. Hint, 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 hint. Okay, I'll give you the year it came out. What year? 2013. I think he goes to Tennessee. Is it Tennessee he goes to during Christmas time? Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3. It is Iron Man 3. Wow. I couldn't remember if it was Tennessee. I almost paused it. It Yeah, I think it it is Tennessee. Um, yes, Iron Man 3 is really a Christmas-adjacent movie. Not only does it include a scene wherein Tony Stark hides from the bad guys in a small town decorated for the holidays, he also buys a ridiculously big bunny as a Christmas gift for Pepper. That's funny. All right, the last movie. Came out in 2017. You'll never guess it. It's a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It's got Daniel Day-Lewis. It's called Phantom Thread. I've heard of he's it. Like huh? a, yeah, he's like a um, dressmaker. It's a pretty good movie. I watched it for a, a class. What's uh, it about? Was it, was it that okay, one of I've Daniel Day-Lewis's final films? Well, I don't know what his... Yeah, it was pretty was. close. Yeah, because yeah, I think he retired shortly after that. While not considered a traditional rom-com, Paul, Tom- Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread includes a notable holiday scene for its central couple. Uh, oh, my God. Mercurial fashion designer Reynolds Woodcock and his muse Alma <laughs> as a difficult as you a difficult man Woodcock. with <laughs> I mean <laughs> I did say that uh, as a difficult man with various uh, pro, uh, proclivities. Who wrote this? Yeah, I know. It's the same. This is this isn't the same article I used last time, but that article before. Actually, yeah. I think this other article I have is like. Um, had the same issue. Um, okay, sorry. Proclivities and a habit of discarding women when they no longer meet his uh, exacting whims. Reynolds seems destined for a lifelong bachelorhood. But after ingesting some poisonous mushrooms, he has an hallucination decides and decides to marry Alma, a beautiful waitress who nursed him back to health. Huh. Is it streaming anywhere? I wonder. I don't know. HBO Max, perhaps? No idea. Um, Phantom Thread. Let's see. Oh, it looks like it's on Netflix. Dang. Let's see if it's let's see if it's truly on Netflix though. Oh yeah, it's truly on Netflix. So you can watch it. This has sixty movies, but we won't go through all sixty because that's a lot. Um, it says so sixty best Christmas movies of all times. I'll just kind of fly through it a little bit and maybe stop it. Just, just give us the top three. What is it? What are the top three movies? Okay, let's do that. It's a Wonderful Life is number one. All right, do you want to guess, uh, is it Jake? I mean, I think that's You're what guessing. I was going to guess, too. Okay. That's, that's the, whenever you think of classic Christmas films, that's what you think of. That was the answer to that. Oh, my God, before. you guys. Y'all are going to be so mad. I'm just kidding. It's a Wonderful Life. Is number one. <laughs> uh, there you go. Nas- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is number two. I'm going to do the top five. Go for it. Uh, a, Chris- a Christmas Story is number three. White Christmas is number four. And Home Alone is number five. 
number 60, I think it was the, the Santa Claus. Wow. Buried it <laughs> down on the Wait, bottom. Wow, wow, that's not Oh, fair. no, number number 60 was Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was wrong. I was way wrong. That claymation, the animated yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Christmas in Connecticut is number 58. You like that movie, don't you? So, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, is a holiday affair on this list? No, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't, you've seen... Oh, wait. Yeah, you've, you've told me about it. No, you you were the one that suggested it to me. Maybe I have seen it once. I just don't... It was forgettable. <laughs> it's got Barbara Stanwyck as a food critic who lies about having a farm in New England. Christmas in Connecticut sees a 40-star scramble to put together a fake farm and family to protect her reputation. I do remember that. She was like, rich and she had to lie about having like a kid and all that. Um, yeah. Okay, what were you saying? You said, I wonder where what it is. Holiday Affair, is that on the list? Uh, let's see. Control F that. Ooh, <laughs> Control Jack, F. Jack Frost is number 49. Wow. Well, Michael Keaton, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I've seen it. It's I been a very got, long time. I always got that movie and the Gamble Soup commercials mixed up as a kid. And I was <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why is Michael Keaton turning into a child? <laughs> the Santa Claus is number 32. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is number 33. Dang. That's a great movie. Edward is that more a quote unquote Christmas movie? Edward Scissorhands? Is that a quote unquote Christmas movie? Yeah, I would say so because they don't really like Christmas isn't the the theme. It doesn't, but there is Christmas in it. Like she has a Christmas party and stuff like that. Uh, but it's not like, you know, we got to do this because it's Christmas. It was, it's just Christmas happens to be there. Okay. Um, the if holiday affair is not on there. Is the movie shop around the shop around the corner on there? Uh, hang on. Uh, the holdovers is number 30. What the, this is an updated list. Yeah. Very updated. Okay. Someone uh, loves the holdovers. Ooh, yeah. A very, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas is on here. Number 27. Quite the variety. Yeah, I think these are movies that are also like Die Hard is on this list. So it's not necessarily like, Christmas, Christmas movies. It's just like a bunch of movies that have. Oh, Shop Around the Corner is 22. Yeah, that's Jimmy Stewart, too. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, Black Christmas is on here, number 20. Remember we talked about Black Christmas last time. Eyes Wide Shut. Ooh, that's on here, too. That's a crazy weird movie. I hope um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Please let, let it be on that list. Let's see. Like any oh, horror movies. That'd be cool. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, Black Christmas is a horror movie, I think. Oh, I need to see it then. <clears throat> yeah, Eyes Wide Shut isn't a horror movie, but it's very like I'm gonna take. I'm gonna tell you that it's it may be better known for its other elements, like say that unforgettable mass participant orgy. But Stanley Stanley Kubrick's final feature is at heart a study what? of individual desires and marital <laughs> tensions encased in a velvety Christmas time atmosphere. So yeah. it's a cerebral Christmas theme movie with an orgy. I don't think it's Christmas theme. I think Christmas a, just happens. A cerebral <laughs> orgy. Like, I don't even think that Christmas is part of the orgy. It's just, it's like a mass party. And then they all have sex with each other. It's got Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise in it. What? Weird. I never heard of eyes wide shut. All right. Um, I've heard of eyes wide shut. I've never looked it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to because <laughs> I just told you. Uh, okay, number thirteen is Elf. Thought I'd throw that out there. Number twelve is The Apartment. Number, number twelve eleven is yeah. Number wow. Twelve. Number eleven is Nightmare Before Christmas. The Christmas Carol, nineteen fifty one, is number ten. 
Muppet Christmas Carols, number nine. Bad Santa's number eight. Miracle on 31st Street, number seven. Scrooge, just number six. And then, of course, I told you the top five. I'm surprised uh, about that apartment, to be honest. Yeah. I, whatever movie. You know, high up there. Earlier. Quickly, what are y'all's favorite Christmas movie? I'll just like mention one. Christmas. I'll just mention okay, one. Yeah, Jingle, one. Jingle All the Way as Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jake Lloyd, who played Anakin Skywalker as a kid. Young, young and yeah. And, Yippee! Uh, yes. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's try spinning. That's a cool trick. But anyways, it's about this father is trying to please his his son to hopefully not break his promise this time by buying him this cool, cool toy that everyone in the world's going to have on Christmas Day called Turbo Man. And uh, he is he, on this big, wild adventure in Minneapolis trying to find uh, he a also Turbo Man. Is- He's, he has like a rival also trying to find the doll. Sinbad. Sinbad, yeah. yeah. And so that's that's kind of like the – it's not just him trying to get the doll because yeah, I think if it were just him, it could be also be a pretty interesting movie. But the fact that they threw in Sinbad as kind of like this personal rival against Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, made it a little more interesting because Sinbad's funny. Yeah. He was Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's hard, to, it's hard to take Arnold Schwarzenegger seriously in a movie like this because, you know – he did Terminator and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I yeah, like I was, him. I like him. That was the first movie, movie I saw with him in it as a kid. I was like, that's all I knew Arnold Schwarzenegger I, for was for his role in do, that movie as Howard. Yeah, I do remember seeing Terminator as a kid, um, but Jingle All the Way is kind of the one I really remember Arnold in because I do like that movie a lot. Um, it's not. He already been known I've, for his other you know, movies where he's this big guy and he's. Interacting with kids, you know, it's a, oh. comedic roles. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, he interacts with kids in Terminator, but I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but that movie was excellent. I, I think a lot of the elements of what different Christmas, different Christmas movies have, they are all in this one. The comedy, the themes. Well, they have that whole fight visuals. between him and the, all the Santas in the warehouse. Yeah, I have the extended. There's I have that, a special edition, and it has two yeah. different versions of that scene. There's yeah, an extended version fight. of that, that fight. And then there's that huge Santa that he goes up against that big one. What about yes. you, Jake? You can mention mine would one have or to several. be um, mine would have to be White Christmas, 1954, Ooh. with Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney. I've it's never seen a, it. It's a, a wonderful. It's a um, it's a it's a musical. Um, Great. It's like. These two show tune guys pretty much meet up with these uh, two uh, sisters who are also in the show tunes, and they get stuck at um, uh, they get stuck at the failing Vermont Inn of their former commanding general. So they're in the military, and uh, and they basically get kind of waylaid at their old commanding officer's inn, which is you know going out of business. And they, they uh, help get his business back in and get him the get him the support and everything he needs as a way of, of saying thanks. Of course, love stories to be told as well. So it's a sure, lots of lots of comedy too. I love that. I think this came again years after the end, just years after the end of World War II. And even even though I didn't live during that time, I'm a big World War II guy. But the end uh, toward the end where they honor the the commander, the military guy um, in that 
they're just like singing uh, that one song they sung it's sung in the very beginning of the mm -hmm. uh the movie in europe like it was like pretty heart warm heart like warming for me to, to like to see that and you could see like the tears swelling up in his eyes and everything wonderful it's movie. a Aww. very feel good it's a very moving feel good film that's kind of like what for Wonka was. holiday inn's also a good uh bing crosby uh christmas movie you could see it <laughs> so random <laughs> yeah. was it did you did you pull that out before the episode no <laughs> for our listeners he just he just randomly pulled out a DVD, with <laughs> a that. DVD, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, this, one, um, this, one, okay. this one says Crosby plays a song and dance man who who leaves showbiz to run to run an inn that is open only on holidays. Astaire plays his former partner and rival in love. So it's kind of a similar ish premise to White Christmas. Some people get it confused. The only Bing Crosby thing I own is this. Um, these records, they're 45s. They're Christmas songs. Really cool. It's supposed to be four of them in there, but there's only three. I bought it at a flea market. Nice. Yeah. He sings White Christmas, too. Which is, I think, the version that everybody knows. Yeah, I could sing it right um, now if you want. I don't want to do it for copyright. No, reason. I wouldn't do it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the first time I remember hearing that song was on... Um, the Santa Claus, because you know, whenever he goes to try to make the the dinner, oh, and yeah. it cuts to yeah, and it cuts to the uh, the right, commercial, right. and then I like that song. Um, okay, I guess mine. I think I've told you guys several times. Is um, it's a Wonderful Life. Just love that movie. It's got a lot of great themes besides like Christmas, you know, because um, George Bailey, you know, considering like committing suicide because he owes eight thousand dollars to the bank that or his yeah to the bank that he had they had lost so imagine eight thousand what was he gonna do jump off that bridge yeah he was gonna jump off the bridge eight thousand dollars in 19 it was 1935 on a freaking, on freaking christmas day like what a what a terrible present for your family merry christmas i'm dead according to this it's one hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars now. Oof. That's a lot of money. Yeah, eight thousand dollars back then was a lot. It's hard to put it into perspective because we didn't live nineteen thirty-five. But all you got to do is say that's a lot of money back then. <laughs> so, um, I actually have a top five. I'll, I'll say them real quick. Number one is "It's a Wonderful Life." Number two is "The Holdovers." Number three is "Nightmare for Christmas." Number four is "Violent Night," and number five is "Home Alone." Actually, nice list. Yeah. Appreciate the holdovers being number two. I don't have a I top five. I actually think I want to switch Violent Night to the Santa Claus. I think I like the Santa Claus a lot more. Um, okay, so yeah, cool. Anything else you guys want to? Yeah, I'll just say this: Merry Christmas, everyone. Hopefully, y'all get uh, wonderful presents and this holiday. A Christmas you... goose for everyone. If you don't Sorry. celebrate Christmas, then I wish you happy <gasps> holidays and happy new year. Zach, did you see what Jake just posted on the thing? <laughs> Detraction. Yes, I saw the black and white. Uh, oh, my God. That's cool. Godzilla. Isn't it? I'll go see that. Uh, yeah. I'll is totally it, it going to be North America? North America? Hopefully. Did, did you read the article? I just see a Japanese poster. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
It says one twelve. So Jay. might be just Japan. So. so the Godzilla minus one is going to have a black and white version. That's what I was freaking out about. Kojira minus one. Kojira. Um, okay, so yeah, that was awesome. Good, uh, good episode, guys. Um, if you don't have anything else, I'll go ahead and end the episode quickly. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to hit us up on any social media or and talk about what you like, what you don't like, have uh, any ideas for episodes, let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which is now called X. Um, formerly known YouTube. as X. <laughs> or it actually formerly known as Twitter. I love that. Like he felt he needed to make sure that was still on there. Like he's like X, formerly known as Twitter. Anyway, that's we whole. still do that in the media. We got to say that disclaimer every time we mention X, formerly known as Twitter. That's so funny. It's like the it's like Prince, the artist <laughs> formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, you can actually listen to our episodes pretty much anywhere you get podcasts so check us out please please i'm just kidding i'm not gonna beg but please check us out um and uh, i guess that is where we will end it sound good have a fantastic holiday absolutely bye you gotta end it jake bye